0: Welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's guest joins me from Ottawa, Canada. She's an alternative pop, bedroom pop artist who's written and recorded four songs already in 2020. She's got a new song called Car Crashes in G-Major coming out on September 25th. Please welcome Fan Club Wallet. Hannah, how are you doing? Where do we find you right now?
1: I'm good. I am in uh, Ottawa, Ontario right now. I'm at my mom's house. So
0: Nice. So what brought you to Ontario? Because you, when you hit me up, you said uh, you're based in Leeds. Were you living there for a while?
1: No, I actually, um, I don't think I actually said that. I think I said that I uh, heard of you through Molly, and uh, molly's podcast
0: okay for some reason i thought i guess i assumed you were also from leeds so that's why i thought that
1: no me and molly just like found each other i guess we were on like the same playlist or something and uh she messaged me so we just like found each other through the internet which is cool
0: yeah that's awesome um that's how i found her was through instagram and we were talking about the pros and cons of social media and Instagram during like a time like right now as artists it's such a great way to get in touch with people who otherwise might not hear your music or people who have heard your music and want to get to know you a little bit better do you find yourself interacting with people through Instagram like fans a lot uh
1: yeah actually like more than I would have thought like since putting out music I've gotten like I guess like an influx of more followers and I'll get like really, really nice messages, which is really cool Um, from people just being like, I love your music. And that always like blows my mind that anyone like cares. So definitely Instagram is a really, really great tool for connecting with people.
0: Yeah. It's such a nice way to just see people from across the world and actually get to get to know somebody who you've never met in person and, You can learn so much from them. That's what's been so cool about doing this podcast is, you know, at first it definitely started with just some friends I knew. And then I realized, like, well, you know, Instagram, I can find anyone. I can just reach out to anybody and DM them or find their email. And it's been such a cool way to meet people and learn so much, you know.
1: Yeah, I like like when people have, like, Really, like, not, like, super curated Instagrams, and it's just, like, photos of, like, them and their friends, like, just, like, normal, everyday stuff, because then I, I'm, like, oh, okay, I get a sense for, like, who they actually are, but, like, versus, like, those, like, really super curated Instagrams.
0: So you started releasing music on Spotify this year. What made you decide to come out of shell in that way, release your first project?
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, I, uh, I was actually in a band before this, uh, and we had one EP. Um, but before that I had been like working at music venues and had just been like friends with people who were actively like putting out music for a really long time. And, uh, everyone was always like, Hannah, when are you gonna put out music? And I was always like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe someday, but um I think I eventually just like felt confident enough in myself to uh be able to put stuff out for like everyone to hear. Because before I was just like putting stuff up on SoundCloud and I was like, I hope no one hears this.
0: Just putting it out there for yourself.
1: Yeah, I was kinda just like um like a like a sound diary. That sounds really dumb, but I was like, I can just put this stuff up here. On SoundCloud for me like no one needs to know about it but like I can look back at it.
0: Right was there a song that you wrote that made you realize oh this is something I do feel pretty comfortable uh, posting and you know promoting because for me like I didn't start actually putting out music until one song really made me feel like this is good enough to put out was there a moment like that for you?
1: I think after making that um the like first EP that I made with my old band is probably when I started to feel like more confident. I was like producing like demos more myself and just like learning more about music in general. Um, and I kind of just like, I feel like before I didn't know what I wanted, but, uh, I wrote this song called Fike and, uh, I was like, "Oh, the chords in this are actually like kind of cool," and I think I'm kind of proud of this one. So let's 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 put it out.
0: I love Fike. Uh, I think the music video for that is really sick. I wanted to ask you where that location is—that old ass house.
1: Um, so I'm on this website called Ontario Abandoned Places, and I've been on it since like I don't know, since like 2011 or something. Uh, and in my free time, I really like... I like checking out abandoned places. So that was one that I found a couple winters ago that I thought was really cool because it, uh, you can like walk through the whole house without having to really go through any closed doors. It's like freakishly open. It has two staircases that go up to the top. So it's just some random house in the middle of nowhere that uh, I particularly liked. So...
0: Was there a reason you wanted that house or that feeling for that song? Because it fits pretty well.
1: Um, I think it was mostly just the like the layout of the house. I thought was pretty perfect, and uh, that house is basically untouched by like vandalism. So I thought that was really cool. It's got this like spooky feeling to it uh, that I really like. So mostly, mostly just that. I just. There's some houses that I'm like, ah, this place creeps me out. And some that I'm like, okay, this is, this is cool.
0: It's got kind of a nice vibe. Even if it's a little haunting, it's lovely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not like shaken, like totally freaking out.
0: So I have a couple questions about the way you write songs and the way you produce them. First question is, do you write and record everything yourself?
1: So I write pretty much everything myself, um, but I only started like recording my own music, I guess, like a year, two years ago. So I'm not like I'm not at a level that I'm personally uh, okay with being like, okay, this demo is like good enough to put out. So my friend Michael, who is in um, Chemical Club helps me with the production, which is just a lot of like us sitting down. And I've known Michael since like the third grade. I've known them forever, which is great. And they're probably like the first person that I've been able to produce with that hasn't like really stressed me out. So it's just a lot of us like sitting down and me being like, no, take out all the high end. I hate the high end. And like they do all the the stuff that I'm not great at yet.
0: So what's the stress that you don't like dealing with? That Michael makes you feel better about.
1: Um, I feel like in the past, uh, when I've tried to produce with other people, I feel like it's a lot of them telling me like what I should be doing, uh, or like how to produce the song, and they kind of like. I just feel like they kind of make it in a way that uh, doesn't feel like super true to me. And Michael's like the first person that I've found that I can produce with uh, that like really, really listens to what I want and doesn't like, isn't like, no, you you can't do that. Like Spotify will hate that.
0: It's great to have someone you can bounce ideas off of and have total trust in and not worry that they're going to just shoot down your very personal ideas.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's, A problem like a lot of people face with recording and like really big recording studios or like getting like bigger producers to help them
0: it comes with a lot of baggage that you usually don't deal with and suddenly your attention is focused on just making sure like this other person doesn't uh doesn't not like your song but the reality is you should be happy with it
1: yeah exactly and I, I don't want to feel like I have to like prove that i am like really good at music or something um yeah like i don't want to have to feel like they're just like trying to show me that they're smarter than me if that makes sense
0: mm-hmm.
1: when i produce with other people um they've just been like it's just a lot of like no no uh like the overhead mic on the drums and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about
0: like and then I I just feel silly. I think it's a gut feeling at the end of the day. Of course. Sorry, there's a motorcycle. <laughs> I think it's a gut feeling at the end of the day. And you should trust what you think sounds right. And there's always going to yeah. be people who will be like, no, like that thing is like that frequency is not perfect. And it's like, well, maybe it sounds interesting because it isn't like you have your own taste and you mm-hmm. should follow that
1: yeah like I'm always telling like we'll be recording and I'll be like hey just just shitty it up a little bit like make it sound worse I'm always joking that I need to make like a a plug-in called like just shitty it up a little bit
0: (laughs) hey I like that that's got a good ring
1: yeah like a lo-fi plugin or something I don't know
0: (laughs) so I love bike song I love interstate and something about them that I really love is the drum machine what are you doing with the drum machine (laughs)
1: Ooh, okay, so the drums, um, when I made bike song i that was kind of like one of the first songs where we actually used most of the stems from the demo, like not a lot, changed, so when I made that, uh, I was like, okay, like I'm still trying to learn logic, so I'm gonna try and make a song while Michael's at the grocery store. I'm gonna like just make a song like really quick um, so that I can, cause I get like shy. Um, so I was like, well, they're gone. I'll just like record vocals really quick. Um, so the drums on that were originally like a crappy logic, like drum loop, uh, that ended up like being kind of the best sound. So we recorded, uh, live drums and then used, uh, some like, just some drum samples off of, like, Splice. Uh, and so it's, like, live drums and uh, drum samples.
0: So you've got a mix of them in there?
1: Yeah, and that's, that's I think that's usually how it is with uh, Interstate. That originally was supposed to be, like, I was like, okay, this is a sad song. We'll do, like, we'll produce it like a quiet, sad song. And then Michael found this... Uh, like sick 80s drum loop on Splice and we put it on and we were like oh crap okay I guess it's gonna be a banger it's like not not a sad song
0: sometimes you don't know what song is gonna be a banger and which one's gonna be like this super depressing lay in bed and cry all day song
1: yeah exactly I feel like every time I've tried to make like a depressing song I've just been like but what if it was fun
0: yeah exactly and your your lyrics do have kind of a it's not sad but it seems kind of like melancholy or longing uh mm-hmm. some of it seems a little bit writing about like growing up
1: yeah um I really like like Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse's writing and like uh Francis Quinlan from Hopalong I feel like they write about life in this sort of like kind of vague way so I try to also Try to write kind of vaguely because I want people to be able to like listen to the music and just get like whatever they want from it. And I don't want to be like telling anyone how to feel. So I'm like, here's how I feel kind of. Maybe you will also feel that way. We'll see.
0: Kind of like a fill in the blank.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: So you've also been drawing and doing animations for a long time. What got you into that?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. A really long time, since I was, like, 10. Um I feel like I got into art the same way, like, most 6th grade girls get into art, which is, like, everyone in your class is drawing anime. And you're like, I have to get really good at drawing anime, too. Uh-huh. So it started out as me, like, copying anime, and then I got really into, like, Adventure Time, and I would copy Adventure Time. Uh And it just, like, eventually turned into my own thing. Uh, I went to an arts high school. Uh, So I was in the specialty program for like drawing and painting and all like art. Uh, They also had a music program, but I was not, I was not in the music program.
0: Oh, wow. What made you pick uh, drawing and art over music? Was it even a conscious choice?
1: Uh, I wasn't even like, considering music at all i was actually considering theater uh i was like maybe i'll go for theater i ended up totally (laughs) not doing that but all my friends were in theater so i don't i don't know but uh i think i just was like i'm better at drawing we'll we'll stick to we'll stick to drawing
0: which one do you like more drawing or music
1: i think at the end of the day what like gets me out of bed if i'm in like a really bad mood or if i'm sad is probably music like i'll watch a live video of a band or i'll hear like a really good song and i'll be like okay like i'll either like be like i have to show this to someone or like now i want to go make music or like i just get really excited so probably probably music
0: it's cool that you get to blend both worlds though i wish i was really good at either photography or, uh, or drawing or animation, because I'd love to bring that creativity to my own work. Like you get to create the visual world as well. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I remember, uh, someone in high school once was like, your art reminds me of the gorillas. Um, that's cool. Which, which I thought was, I was like, Oh, that's a cool compliment. Um, cause that's definitely a really neat, like musical, Art project Mm -hmm. uh, that I've always thought was like really sick.
0: That's cool. They've they've been around for a long time. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, well, it's the guy from Blur, right? Um,
0: Right, Damon Albarn.
1: Yeah, which is like crazy to me. Um, But yeah, it is useful being able to do art. But sometimes I worry that I have like too many hobbies.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. That's like what all artists have, too many hobbies and not enough real jobs.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. Well, I think that's going to take us to the last five. I'm just going to ask you five quick questions, then I'll send you out of here.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
0: All right. Let's go. Number one, Logic or Ableton?
1: Um, Logic to make demos, but then uh, when I sit down and I do stuff with Michael to make it sound better we use pro tools
0: okay first person to say pro tools on the show
1: yeah although i i will admit like i have no idea how to use pro tools personally like
0: michael's doing that
1: yeah i'm i'm with like the sounds themselves i'm usually like if we can't get that sound out of DAW, i don't want it to be like in the song so i try to do most of the like sound work um like outside like I don't use um like stock synths or mm. like amp presets usually usually it's all like live recording
0: that's cool makes it a little more unique to you
1: yeah and I guess also like it's harder I, I should just like give in eventually I'm sure I will but we'll see
0: one day maybe all right number two in the studio or playing live
1: I have only played one live show Because then, uh, because I became a band and then COVID happened. So only one live show.
0: But it was a great show.
1: It actually, it it was pretty good uh, for a first show. I was happy with it.
0: How did you prepare for a first show? Because that's pretty nerve wracking.
1: Oh, it was like super nerve wracking because my friend Sarah, who runs this like awesome um, management company called Hot Tramp Management in Montreal, she messaged me. She was like, Hey, my band is playing in Ottawa. Uh, do you know anyone that could hop on the bill? And I was like,, um, I guess I could hop on the bill even though I'd never like played a show. And She's like, okay, well, it's in a week. So I had to like last minute get everything together. And like most of it, it was just like drums, guitar uh, and bass. And then we used backing tracks for like the synth stuff because um, I didn't have time to pull together like a full live band.
0: Was there a moment of panic right after you said yes? You were like, "Oh shit! Now I have to like figure all this stuff out in a week."
1: Yeah, I was panicking like really hard um, all the way up to the show. Like on the day of, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die."
0: Yeah, it's not a long time to uh, to get a set together. That's pretty impressive that you were able to do that.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I yeah, I have no idea how that happened. I feel like it just like. I just like closed my eyes and then woke up and it was over, but it was it was really good.
0: What's something you learned from doing your first show ever?
1: I would like to be able to move around the stage more, like I think I was a little um stuck in place. i mm-hmm. I've uh, I've I worked at a venue before, so I've like seen a lot of live shows and see, seen a lot of live bands. Um so I think I I think I did okay. Especially with, like, stage banter. I wasn't, like, shy.
0: That's so hard to do, is be good at stage banter.
1: Yeah, although I'm, like, always worried I'm going to say something, like, super stupid.
0: That's what the crowd loves, though, when you, like, make a mistake or say something you didn't mean to.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: All right, third question here. Who is the most underrated artist to you right now?
1: There's this guy called Petey, uh, and he makes this, like electronic kind of like modest mousy like it's like hick emo Hmm. i literally don't know how to explain it he it's just like all the things i like it's like like folky electronicy and then like sometimes he's just yelling i think he's really good and also my friend sophie uh has this project called seat kicker that is like super cool girl rock um and it's like freaking awesome and i think She deserves like I want more people to know about her. So
0: shout out to PD and Seat Kicker. I saw that name when I looked up your Spotify, like fans also like. So that's a cool name, Seat Kicker.
1: I know. She was she was like running the idea by me and I was like, oh dude, you got the best name. That's a sick name.
0: That is pretty sick. I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fourth question. What studio equipment is on your wish list?
1: I need another microphone
0: i.e. Uh, right now i mean hey it doesn't sound bad
1: yeah um it's it's called it's actually called a dyke
0: oh look at that <laughs> uh,
1: it's a dynamic mic and it's called a dyke and i can't i got it at um a second hand store for like five dollars and uh every other microphone i have is like i have here i have this um telephone oh, thing and uh, if you, like, plug it in to your soundboard, it sounds like it does, like, the telephone vocal effect.
0: Dude.
1: Like, everything I have is, like, secondhand, so maybe I should get, like, one professional microphone. I think that would be
0: good. So are all the songs you've already recorded, were they used with that microphone?
1: Uh, no, I use, I use uh, Michael's microphone. I don't, I don't know what kind of microphone it is. Um, oh, that's all good. But um, one of the vocal layers on Bike Song is using this like shitty headphone mic,
0: like the ones that attach right here.
1: Yeah, from like Urban Outfitters uh, mm-hmm. headphone mics. I like notoriously do every demo with this like one pair of headphones. Um, personally, I kind of like how it sounds.
0: Hey, why not? That's a little unique to you.
1: That or drums.
0: Just a whole drum set.
1: I have half a drum set in my basement.
0: Okay, so maybe half of a drum set.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: What half do you have?
1: Uh, I have a bunch of toms and a, a kick drum, but I don't have like the like pedal for the kick drum, and I, I don't have any stands, uh, <laughs> and I don't have a <laughs> yeah, snare.
0: Those, those are typically important, yeah?
1: Yeah, I don't even have uh, drumsticks, so...
0: You can just use your hands. Why not?
1: I got it for free, so i won't complain
0: yeah no complaints there all right well we got the last question here and then i'll send you off okay cool who is your dream artist or producer to work with
1: i think yoni wolf is really cool um he did like cloud dead and um he and why and he just has like a like a ton of projects he's in like a million projects which I think is cool he signed uh, the Ophelias who I really really like um and he just has this like sort of like weird electronic like talky type music so I think it'd be really really cool to work with him because I've always like loved his music either that or to work with like K, Re- K records I don't know if they even like still exist I think maybe but they did like um early modest mouse stuff
0: hmm so yoni wolf that was the first one yeah is there a project people should check out
1: just check out cloud dead it's it's super super weird and like prolific
0: cool so cloud dead by yoni wolf and what was the k records that's a like a record label
1: yeah they were a record label i'm worried i'm gonna like get this wrong
0: um that's whatever
1: I feel I I get it like mixed up all the time but uh they I think put out uh the like really early Modest Mouse stuff there's a guy whose name I forget but he produced their first records and I think he's cool so so that guy that guy <laughs>
0: that guy from K Records so Modest yeah. Mouse is a pretty big influence on you I guess
1: uh yeah um modest mouse and like hop along um just like it's like vaguely emo stuff
0: well let's add a sixth question here before you go what is the one modest mouse record i should listen to front to back because i've never listened to one of their albums front to back
1: oh shit okay actually hold on a second
0: oh she's got it on vinyl
1: it's true, but I don't have a record player. Oh. Um, this one.
0: Okay, what's it called?
1: The Lonesome Crowded West.
0: Okay, the uh, Lonesome Crowded. Because
1: I see, I see you have albums behind you. So now, I have an album.
0: There we go. <laughs> I should have given you the heads up.
1: Um, but yeah, the Lonesome Crowded West. Um, hold on, I'm gonna put it down. Uh, amazing, crazy record. Uh, I don't know how to explain it but it's great so you should give that one a listen
0: well i will definitely be checking it out okay hannah from fan club wallet thank you so much for joining me on the show i really appreciate this working out and i'm glad that we got to you know work out the rescheduling conflicts thank you again seriously for coming on and uh, everybody needs to go check out your new song bike song on spotify youtube wherever you listen to music and uh I heard you have some new music. Do you want to tell people about that before you go?
1: Yes, it's true. On <laughs> on September 25th, I'm putting out a song. It is called Car Crash in G Major. And it is about the time I saw a pickup truck on fire on the highway when I was a tour photographer.
0: Whoa. All right. So That sounds like it's going to be a great song.
1: I hope so. I I hope people like it. I like it.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it. Car Crash and G Major by Fan Club Wallet, September 25th. Mark your calendars.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming on the show. I'll talk to you later.